Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh my God, yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Our show Quernundrum. I am Holly Sexy as Fuck Doreston. Okay, so I am Gary, your other fabulous co-host, Gary M. Thorne Jr. Before we go any farther, I need you to say that again, Holly. You need to really, it's hello, Quernundrum. I am Holly Sexy as Fuck Greystone. All right, baby, let me just put it this way to you. You're not my director right now, and we're not on set. Oh, I am always your director, babe. All right. You know what? Off the record here, we'll have a little combo. And uh, I might send a little bit of this cold-ass weather down to you in Texas, because clearly you need to chill. (laughs) So anyway, so I thought um, (laughs) we would start with you talking about the last yeah week or two of what the hell's Dude, going on um, let me that, just so. let me just say to gary and to all of our listeners and our supporters of our show i am so sorry we were offline for two weeks everything for me i do a lot of the social media and on the instagram and facebook and manage our website and obviously as one of the hosts uh i wasn't here i was dying or what I'm exaggerating. I wasn't literally dying. Although I did end up in the ER and I felt like I was dying. So it started off with uh, Gary and his husband had an opportunity to do a show with us. It was awesome. And that was covering because I was interviewing for a job, which we'll get into in just a moment. And then I had a terrible sore throat and I thought, well, surely I have this sore throat because I spent eight hours in a job interview and it's spring on the Palouse. And so I must have a sore throat because of that. Well, the following morning, it was terrible. So I went in to get tested for strep because my at-home COVID test was negative and I didn't have strep. And they're like, yeah, you just got a sore throat. Like, just take it easy. And I'm like, sure. Okay, cool. So I went to a city event, uh, met a bunch of people who I'd already done this all day interview with. And, you know, you're smooching, you're chilling with all these people. And I am just drained. Come Sunday morning, I am just exhausted. So I do light duty work for two days, uh, meaning I wasn't going to be, you know, drilling holes in concrete and setting, you know, building these structures and offices. I was going to take it easy. Thursday morning, I got a, a major sore throat, headache, body aches, fever, and that lasted for five days. I ended up in, I went to urgent care or sorry, ready care three times was tested for COVID, not fun. Then it got to the point I hadn't slept in five days. I would, I was resting and would wake up every 15 minutes, coughing and breathing and hacking, uh, just choking. And that was five days of that, just nonstop. I had wonderful support here. Uh, it helped me, you know, give me chicken noodle soups and, and uh, cough medicine and water and all that. And uh, ended up in ER, had to have a breathing treatment, chest x-ray, and a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, They, again, tested me for COVID, but they didn't ask me. 
they just shoved this freaking thing up. I literally had a breathing thing in my face and I looked to my right and as this weird shaped Q-tip is being shoved up my nose. And they're like, we're going to leave this here for 15 seconds. One, two. And I'm like, dear God, I'm going to kill somebody. They removed that. I proceeded to puke and die. It was fun. And again, not, not COVID. And they gave me what I needed. I went home. I was able to sleep for the first time. It was fantastic. So the breathing treatment was successful. And ever since then, I've, I've been back to the uh, ready care a couple of times. And uh, they get finally decided that antibiotics. And you sound so much better than you so did. So much better. You sound like so I could not form full sentences. Like I could get two or three words out and then I would either destroy a box of tissues. I went through, I went through 12 boxes of tissues. We had just gone to Costco. I went through the entire collection of tissues. So well over a thousand and proceeded into the uh, rest of the stock that was from last time I went to Costco. So 12 plus, I went through Mucinex, Tylenol, PM and AM. I went through all this crap and it's, I've only been on the antibiotics now for the five days, which of course I follow up with probiotics because you should. And I can actually talk. I can breathe for the most part. You Forgive me. I would still have a cough. So I'll try not to cough in your ear. Uh, I I'd am, appreciate it, but whatever. Yeah, but whatever. yeah. So, I'm glad you feel better. Yeah, just so much better. Then, I thought I would have that sexy Phoebe from Friends voice. And I would do like something cool and sexy with you all last week. But that wasn't happening. And, and that was because, yeah, I I had issues then. Yeah, because then you had a work emergency. Oh my god, that yeah, everything I had a work out? emergency. So what's going to happen here <laughs> is I do also want to say at this point that if you guys love us as much as it seems you do, start oh, rating gosh. and reviewing us on Apple iTunes because that's where we really get the most traction from. And then eventually, Holly and I can leave our jobs, which we love. Not saying we don't love them. Oh, no, we love them. But actually concentrate on you guys full time. But until then, we have to concentrate. Yeah, I got a work emergency. We had big shit happen. And I just had to, I had to drop literally. I'm calling Holly and saying, sorry, can't do this. I can't do this. I got to go to work. You know, and so, and she was, I, I got the impression maybe you were a little relieved because you sounded still not I perfect mean, I, I sounded terrible. I still was having yeah. issues, but I knew I was ready. And I knew that we would be successful and connecting. Well, because we're amazing, Holly. That's right? not the real issue. Um, however, it was, I, yeah, I would say it was a little, there was a little bit of a reprieve that we were counseling, not because of me this time, but because of you. And so then we kind of yeah. share in that. Yes, we get it. It was me this time. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So let's move on. Moving on. But so, yeah, I think you're right. I think. I think yeah, there was some a little bit of relief, but no, and either way, but yeah, and I know you yeah. would have done it, and you would have you would have a blast, but yeah. So before we start talking about the wonderful movie we watched uh, on Paramount Plus called Three Months, yeah. So Holly, did you have some wonderful, great news nuggets to share with us today? Yeah, that's so weird that you should ask. I uh, just you know I thought why not? Let, what the fuck? Let's see what's going on. We uh, we finally made the made the appointment and got our last puppy snipped. He is now ball free. We have no balls in this house now and everything's going fantastic. The dogs are adorable, trying to figure out how to use their cone as a battling ram. It's great. No, that's cool. not what you're talking about though. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> so I, I went to. I, and I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. I did. I did mix up a little bit on her, so I did throw her off this time. So sorry. <laughs> no. So so uh, yeah. So the job interview that during the show that you guys recorded. Um, so we're gonna the, talk how about I met how I met your queer dad episode twelve of season two. Check it out. It was cute. Um, I was in an all day interview. It was the third and final interview. Uh, for a so let's stop here for a minute so what we're doing now is so because i originally was asking about news nuggets but we'll get there so what we're now doing is we're gonna we're gonna regale you with our lives and what's going on in our personal lives that are so fascinating to you folks that you're gonna be on your seats listening to us well i think it's important that people understand that queer lives are just like heterosexual lives and pansexual lives and asexual lives and oh i i don't know just basic humans you know we just eat, living our lives out here pizza so. in front of the tv in our underwear just like anybody else uh, well i do actually wear boxers because i like to protect my skin from that hot pizza sauce that's but, yes. underwear that's underwear is it not underwear boxers there, yeah okay boxers i get yeah all right well i'm not a guy so i don't really think about it that for me it's, it's loungewear but i guess for guys it's on un- anyway moving okay. on our director here has got us off track. Yes. Whatever. Whatever. So yeah, uh, great job opportunity, uh, making just a little bit more ducats, which is nice. Uh, but more importantly, I get to do a lot more with our community, a lot more uh, hands-on with business owners and city officials. So I, I'm, and it's new, no one's done it before. So I get to help create the processes and the relationships and just kind of build that that foundation and I, I god I'm so excited for that so I I was offered the job I negotiated a little bit on some of the benefits because uh, you know I felt like I it, it, it needed to be a little bit more robust and they were more than willing to uh, support me in that which is fantastic I and knowing and just for those of you who don't know me when I ask for something I I will also uh I will also follow up with potential answers so I I provided like three references regionally that that are similar jobs to what I'm doing to justify the ask. And I'm like, here's the link to this, and here does it. And I just wrote all the language out and I submitted it to them to to, to chew on. They could say no, uh, but they chewed on it a little bit and they came back with a, an option that was satisfying. And here we are. I I've accepted the position because I was so sick. Uh, instead of doing a two week uh, notice to my current employer, I gave them three weeks. Uh, which both parties were more than happy to to have that option and uh, have great support with with my current employer and great support with my future uh, employers. So I look forward to to that, and I'm just God, I'm so excited. Yeah. Can I get a Can I get a little love on this whole thing? Yeah, get it because oh, well, oh I'm gonna say. Oh. She originally she sent this link to me, going, <laughs> "Yeah, have you thought I should, about I sent for this the job, job description." Yeah. And what was the text I sent back? I go, well, thank you, but. Yeah, you're like, thank you. But actually what you did is you blew my phone up. I think you tried calling me twice. Uh, Probably, yeah. And then you, and then of course, typical Gary, I get a text saying, well, why aren't you applying? And then because I didn't answer, I get a few other gentle nudges in the form of gifts. And I'm like, all right, (laughs) fine. I'll I'll freaking look at it. And then two other people who knew that this position was out there, uh, they're like, hey, have you heard about that position? Did, or are you going to apply? And I'm like, what makes you, 
uh, who did Gary call you? Like, why? <laughs> I Literally would never within, do that. within the same day, if not the day after, <laughs> I had like two, maybe three people. I want to say it was three people that made some comment. Yeah, it was three people who made some comment about the job. And I'm like, listen, I was freaking looking for Gary because Gary's sitting here saying, I, you know, you had the situation with the contract. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I was like, hey, this, this is a great opportunity. So I looked into it. I figured what the hell, I'll throw my hat into it. And I had to come up with a writing sample. That's all they said, a writing sample, not how long, what it was, what the content, any of it. So I just put my theater cap hat on and just made up a story and threw this through my resume out there. I have applied for 150 jobs in the last 12 months and not a single call or email or nothing from anybody. And except for Boeing, Boeing did say they were not interested. So thank you, Boeing, for that. And REI. <laughs> and um, and it was just, you know, I just figured it was going to be another one of those ghosting situations that everyone seems to be going through. But no, I ended up having a phone interview later that week. Uh, another uh, Zoom, because we're still dealing with COVID, a Zoom meeting, but with the, with the board of directors. And then an in-person with the city officials and directors. And yeah, it just, it happened so freaking fast. And I... I just didn't know I was going to be so successful in engaging with these individuals. And we all clicked. We all have, have goals that are aligning and, and a drive to get it done. So I feel very hopeful at this point. And we'll see how that, how that unpacks. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. You in Texas in the freaking nice weather that you have over there. What are you doing? Uh, well, right now I'm in... Uh, I'm in a tank top and shorts and sandals because it is so fucking hot right now. And I'm getting used to it. I'd, and I'd rather anytime have this weather than where I came from. I'm wearing a snuggie, so. drinking whiskey, and I got my feet currently in a massager that's also heating at the same time because we're cold. And it <laughs> snowed three inches not that long ago, although most of it's melted. So, Nick. Well, it's <laughs> three. I mean, three inches is three inches. That's how you use the three inches. Again, well, you yeah, asked my dog with the cone. He turned it into a snow cone. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> that's <was> great. <laughs> so, how are your puppies doing? Just real quickly, then we'll get back to me. Uh, they're doing really well. I think Max's his health is declining. Um, yeah, a little quicker than I would like to see, but you know, I try to stay hopeful and do activities that he that he can do still physically uh, he's accepting that the dog the the two young ones are now sleeping in the bedroom they have learned to stay on their dog bed they're not in a crate so they they're starting to learn some boundaries mostly the cat and him are forcing those boundaries on him which is nice yeah. so okay. they they're still they they get along pretty well um we still have a lot of training to do with the puppies but they're healthy and happy and they're doing great. They give they give uh, the mother in law a little bit of a, a little bit of extra gray hair <laughs> sometimes, uh, but for the most part, they're good. Yeah, thanks for asking. Oh, I appreciate cool. it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So really, uh, I can't remember if we, we finally here we let uh, we did let brother and Mumford out finally. Let them go outside and explore, okay. um, and they've come back, so that's good. Uh, Mumford now he is he is the, truly the cat that go goes outside as we get ready for bed, and so he's outside all night long. And then when we get up in the morning, he's ready to come back in. He eats some food and then goes right back out again. And because we've got a, our, we have a little deck, and he goes out and just basically 
lays down and sleeps almost all day long on the deck out there. So it was weird. Actually, yesterday we had another, not right where we live, but all around us there were tornado warnings again. We And, and counties around us, not like, yeah, so... What? Um, so we weren't we weren't part of it this time, but all around us and all the counties around us, there are more tornado warnings. Um, wow! I know. So it's been we, we are really in an area where you know we're, it's it, it's we're we're not in Washington anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. But, not in Kansas anymore. Reference and, there, I love it. And and out of that, my job is going. It's going really well. Uh, we had the, the the whole thing. We had an inspection is where this all, where you had to just drop everything and be there, which was a good thing. It wasn't like nothing had happened. It just, and so that went, it was, uh, we got a hundred percent on our inspection. And nice. That just, that never happens in this, in, and in, in this world where, uh, so I got some big kudos for that. And they're uh, really happy with me. And I was, thrilled because i never worked healthcare before so i was really very happy with everything with that yeah um, and uh other than that dean's doing he's doing really well he um he's delivering pizzas again and really enjoying it awesome. but he's thinking about finally he's thinking about maybe looking for another job which i'm all for i'd like to see him have a job that's right now he's at work we work very much opposite shifts now so he's he goes to work usually about four in the evening and gets home around 10, 30, 11. And I'm, if I'm not already in bed asleep, I'm getting close to that. So that, so that sucks. But um, other than that, we're, you know, so really my life is same old, same old. I'm glad okay. you're feeling better. And Thank but, you. Um, it's, um, I'm uh, a little pissed it wasn't COVID only because then I can say, yeah, I had COVID and it sucked. The doctor said it's not influenza. Because they test me for all of that. They test me for a bunch of shit. They're like, yeah, you just have this crap that's going around. I'm like, but I, and I still, I wear my face mask still when I'm around like kids or large crowds, yeah. people I don't know that are, you know, vaccinated or just in general mm -hmm. health, good health or good, responsible human beings. If you're sick, stay home, you know? Uh, so I, I'm not sure when it happened, but I'm, I was a little irritated that it was COVID. I'm glad it wasn't, but I'm irritated at the same time. So we have, uh, at, at our, my current job, we have potential uh, Nora virus. It's a, a type of flu virus potentially in the, in the community. And so uh, our custodial and our maintenance teams have come together and really a little bit of guidance for me, but I just been teaching other people how to ask good questions and take initiative and seeing that that is going into practice and they took initiative and came together and we we've been sanitizing the building even more frequently which is uh fantastic but still i don't want that shit. <laughs> no thank you no, yeah, thank so you. when's your last day at your at your job right now uh, 23rd okay 22nd oh 22nd and can I mention something special happening this weekend? Is yeah, that okay? You know, so don't you? Somebody uh -huh. has a birthday. Huh? Who? I, I don't know. Who is it, Holly? Oh, uh -huh. oh you I, know what? It's your majesty, Greystone. That, 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 no, that, it's not Desiree's <laughs> birthday. No, sorry. It's... Oh, damn, dude. Oh, right. oh, yeah, I did it. I did it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. How old are you turning, honey? <sighs> Math. Um, 
turning 39. So I'll be celebrating my 40th next year, assuming COVID doesn't run rapid and we shut down again. Um, well, so this, right now you're 39. Yeah, <laughs> you're turning I, would turn, 39. I would turn 39. Um, actually get to celebrate this one. I haven't celebrated the last two with uh, friends and family. I got to celebrate but with my love, you know, my love, my life, which is fantastic. Uh, so I, I look forward to I, I wish I could be there. I'm so, I really Me too. do. Can you not just charter a private plane and get your ass here? Because I would love to see you. Okay. So I really seriously, I thought, I go, I could have probably worked it out so that I could have made it there, but Dean uh-huh. couldn't have done it. And I would have felt really bad, you know? So oh, that's got some true. I would have missed, back, so. I would have missed Dean. I, I, although I will say I would have, I would have been so fucking happy to see you, Yeah. but I also understand. So, yeah, I, so appreciate, I, I appreciate that you thought about it. I really did think about it. I really yeah. go, oh, got it. Cause I could do this. Cause right now. The last near- time I saw you, we recorded in person. Yeah. You had no, I don't think you had uh, your operation yet. Right. No, you didn't. You were going to that later that month or the month before. I couldn't, um, could, no, no, I had it. No, I had had it by then. Cause remember I showed you, I was able to touch my toes, which is something yes, I was able to do. Yes. Uh, but and I'd so like I to remind you weight. that I also accidentally drank too much THC and didn't know I was, that. I wasn't going to mention unless you're. <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest. Read the freaking label. They package that stuff like it's for children. And so I thought I was drinking a Jones soda with a little <laughs> bit of you know thc like you know you look at your you look at your beers and your wine you're like okay this is four percent two percent alcohol you make a judgment call right i'm like sure this is nothing this is a drop in the bucket it's fine it's a wonderful day and i'm getting yeah no mm -mm. i felt terrible i listened to the episode even weeks later listen to the episode you cannot tell that i was so i was tripping balls I didn't know how bad off you were until you had no idea listeners as soon as we we ended the show I turned to him and I'm like get me a bucket now I'm gonna be sick and he panics because he's like what wait because he's already and he's all jovial he's like all right cool show me how to build a website we're gonna talk about blogs we're gonna hang out it's gonna be great and I turned him deadpan straight in the face as he's all excited I'm like get me a bucket now I'm gonna die I'm gonna puke he runs out of the bill out of the uh, our office recording space as fast as he can, trying to figure out what to do. And I can't even make it to the bathroom. Bathroom, I ended up dying right there in the bathroom sink. And everybody thought it was well, seafood. And keep in mind, folks, we're saying all this. I had been in their house a good what forty five minutes, maybe at this but point. But most of know? that was in my office. Yeah, you know, so it's like I, I didn't know where the fuck anything was. <laughs> uh, it so. was, it was, it was awful. And I, so I, what I'm getting at is, I would <coughs> love to see you, yeah, in a different circumstance so where I'm not dying. Yeah. No. <laughs> so someday, uh, someday we'll make it happen. Well, and it's yeah, because I, I think I, I've. I think I've done losing weight. So you get to, I'm at 177. I've been really hovering there now for a while. And okay. I, I got to get new glasses because my glasses keep falling off my face now. So that's, that, that's, that's another. Sit, oh know, man, so it's, I want to, I, I kind of want to give you a little bit of shit because it's kind of on that same, same plane as getting a new belt. 
when you needed one. <laughs> but glasses are different. You have to go in and, and get fitted and all that. And yeah, just right now it's been trying to find the time and trying to yeah getting that's a new hard. place and yeah, and yeah. getting and finding new doctors and shit. It's already I'm having the hardest time getting a dentist right now. So that's yeah, it's because so. COVID really it just drained oh, a lot of people. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, personally, so. but and, and a lot of people professionally as well, especially in the medical field. So I, I wish you luck in that. I hope you find somebody. Guess who celebrates 20 years of being together on hmm. the 15th? Wait, the 15th of this month? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, you guys? <laughs> yes, Dean Borland, my sexiest fuck, Dean Borland, uh -huh. and me, fabulous Gary Thorne Jr., celebrate 20 years together not bad for a one night stand <laughs> this is still standing 20 years later <laughs> sometimes not standing well honey <laughs> let me say it's been good oh my gosh how freaking cool is that no i didn't realize uh, that we are we are in sync with each other we I know. The 15th. our our friend tracy is the 14th correct no she's the 15th she's the 15th okay Oh, yeah. the Titanic was the 14th, which is passionate. No, no, same, same thing. No, -uh. 15th. Yeah. Who was the 14th? <gasps> no, 15th. That's I'm why she educated. that's why she got so big in the Titanic. She found out originally that's why she got so much into that was because she, she found out that yeah. both happened. The so. world makes sense now. <laughs> so yeah. So Tracy's birthday, taxes, and the Titanic all happened the same day. Correlation, I think not. I think we call that the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well cool dude well congrats i'm super excited for you thank you so um i thought real briefly getting into uh oh so i see you threw me off so so <laughs> let's get into talking about your news nuggets now are you okay yeah. with that i'm yeah, sorry well, I, I, I got I, a I'm couple sorry I mixed it up on you no, i'm sorry you're, i did that good. god forgive me for ever doing that again but oh i don't know <laughs> god doesn't have the time for that <laughs> all right no i'll make it uh, but i do have some quick highlights uh so hbo max has a new series that's going to be coming up here really soon it's a, a gay dc that's right dc comics superhero is getting um uh, it's it's first queer character it's it's a gay character series um i'm super excited it's called you brought me the ocean so I look forward to that. It's a it's a comic book series um, that was written by Alex Sanchez and Joel Maru, and it is a story that follows a character named Jake, aka Qua, uh, Aqualad, and it's a it's a coming of age DC universe uh, comic book that Charlie no is it Charlie how do you say it Charlie Theron I can't remember I cannot say her name right it's you, you she, did really, you, it really, you did it really close. Just go with it. Have the yeah, right yeah. Anyway, uh, so she is funding the adaptation of this queer graphic novel. Again, you brought me the ocean, and, <laughs> and adapting it for HBO Max. So I look forward to seeing, you know, how that plays out. You can, you know, you can check out more at Pride.com TV 2022, and it was an article that was dropped uh, just a few days ago. Another fantastic, uh, <laughs> wonderful thing that J.K. Rowling has done for the world. Oh, God, I hate this. Sarcasm for those who don't understand. Uh, fantastic Beast is supposed to be dropping a, a fourth 
movie. And Ezra has been Ezra Miller. Uh, he's just been kind of he's been on the sh on the shit storm. He's just not being a he's a lot of controversy. And that is a that is a story that needs to be unpacked later. It's not going to be for today. Um, so yeah, it, it there's between the shit that J.K. Rowling is doing and the shit Ezra Miller is doing, uh, Fantastic uh, for Fantastic Beast Four might not happen, or if it does, it'll happen later. But between their behavior and just overall world events, Ukraine, Russia, they're likely not going to be record, uh, uh, filming this anytime soon. Um, and it's just for those who don't know, uh, there was some drama already with the, the series, The Secrets of Dumbledore, Fantastic Beast uh, movie, where Johnny Depp is in a little bit of shit right now, uh, is going through a court case uh, with Amber Heard, so... This 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 particular movie has just seen a lot of a lot of rough roughness. Well, um, and you know the other thing about it being in China. Yeah. Yes. World. Like I said, there's a lot of the world stuff. China right now is still on a severe lockdown with COVID restrictions. Uh, many would say is being abused, and uh, the people of China are not uh, faring well as a result of that. And so my heart is out for you well, guys. I'm praying for you guys. Uh, but yeah, I meant about a, the the Fantastic Beasts thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I but again, oh, it's sorry. not something I want to. No, you're good. I just don't want to unpack that I'm here sorry. because we have another fantastic uh, movie that we're going to be talking about that's on the on the Paramount Plus. So I don't want to get into too okay. too much. So oh God, USAAToday.com uh, slash Pride. We have some articles here that I found very interesting. I want to share with you guys. Uh, one of which is really coming up off of that don't say gay bill that was passed by Florida and where other states in the area uh, or just in general are, are considering and or are passing that are anti-LGBTQ and affecting our children on, on unprecedented rates. And parents of LGBTQ kids are afraid for their children's safety. They are concerned that bills like the don't say gay um, they're concerned that if their children do say gay, will their children be safe? And they're scared even more so of copycat laws. Because when you, here's the thing, especially here in the United States, when you pass a law at a state and then later federal, but mostly, you know, it, it can fall depending on wherever you're looking at, but most look at the, at the, at the federal as a precedent for states and state sometimes on a local level then is look at as precedents for state and local legislation right so when you pass shit like don't say gay bill which i i know is not its technical term um when you pass shit like that then other people that are looking to do harm and shift those blames like i don't know marjorie green that want to demonize members of the of of the queer community they're going to use this kind of law to set copycat laws that will follow after that and continue to dismantle the marriage equality act which is a federal law that is protecting everyone in all the 50 states and when we start tearing that apart just like we are with the roe versus way when we're protecting women's right when we start piecing out the things that make us eh, feel safer because we have to protect our women and children air quotes we start to cause even more irreparable harm to our communities and people begin to start to feel that fear and when we feel that fear then we start to as a society we're no longer making forward progression and 
we're seeing that there are a lot of parents asking these questions that, that, that this has taken place. We have 20, 20 states that are looking to enact anti-LGBTQ laws. And the only way this shit's going to stop is that the people of the United States vote at the local level, grassroot level, you vote and vet your local government people that you're voting in and make sure that they're good sound people that are going to represent your values and represent the law and protect people's equality, then that's really our only way we're going to fight this is we have to do that. And we have to be willing to put ourselves out there and be voted in, in and go for those government positions, right? Those positions where we are serving our community. That is the only way we're going to stop the snowball of shit shit that's happening. Yeah, I said shit shit because it needs to be said twice. So we had 20 out of the 50 states looking at doing this kind of bullshit. And our government at the presidential level is just too fucking busy with other shit. I don't know, like Ukraine and Russia war, right? So they're not going to stop and, and really dive in and start making policies on this particular subject. So we, the people, need to speak up and vote. So do that. Uh, moving on, Disney Disney has uh, some shit happening in the news, which is not surprising. But uh, this one was actually a little bit surprising for me. So Charlie Cora is a high school science teacher, and they are an heir of the Disney fortune right so they regret not having done more to advocate against the florida bill uh, that began to limit the lgbtq classroom discussions and decisions that were happening there and so this is this is also on the nbc.com their nbc out article that was dropped not too long ago so check that out if you want to learn a little bit more but charlie cora is a member of the disney family and has recently come out publicly as transgender and condemned anti-LGBTQ bills, excuse me, in a recent interview that they did with uh, NBC News. Uh, They said that they used the pronouns he and they, and they announced that the family would match up to 250,000 in donations to the human rights campaign. And and for those who don't know, the human rights campaign or HRC is the nation's largest LGBTQ advocacy group. So if you are a, a, a person with money and you want to find a, a place to put your money where your mouth is, as it were, check mm-hmm. out the Human Rights Campaign. Uh, Roy P. Disney, the stepfather, uh, its core stepfather, has actually upped that up to 500000 So I, it beats a poke in the eye. I would love to see the, the numbers on that a little bit higher, but I appreciate uh, their efforts. Uh, so equality deeply matters, and this is a... a something that Roy uh, Disney is pushing through. So they, for those who don't know, they recently were uh, spotlighted in the shit show uh, kind of supporting that the don't say gay bill in Florida and they've been called out and they've been doing some damage control as it were. And then moving on, uh, we're in Kentucky, we have a legislator uh, has over overridden the governor's veto, the transgender sport ban uh, is a bill that will bar transgender girl and girls and women from participating in school sports matching their gender identity from the sixth grade through college. Again, if they're really worried about transgender individuals, why are we still focusing on the fact that it's girls and women? It's that whole premise of we got to protect our, our, our children. Bullshit. It's just all bullshit. I'm just going to say it. 
All right, that's just my quick one, two, three. I could keep going, but honestly, I really want us to jump into our main topic of the day, the Paramount movie, Three Months. Gary, you want to lead us into that? Yeah, so what I'm going to do is, um, because actually I just found out earlier today, by the way, folks, that Holly finally actually got to watch Philadelphia. So I'm going to ask, oh, I'm going to read the God. synopsis. I'm going to read the synopsis of both movies first okay. off. And I'm going to, I'm, this is a surprise to her, but I want to get her feelings on both of them. And then we'll go into more of it after that. So oh, okay. I want to read the two synopsises first. I'm going to start with the older one, start with Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And I'm reading this straight from IMBD folks. But, um, and I picked IMBD. I picked the one I thought best described it. So, uh, for Philadelphia, it's fearing it would compromise his career, lawyer Andrew Beckett, played by Tom Hanks, hides his homosexuality and HIV status at a powerful Philadelphia law firm. But his secret is exposed when a colleague spots the illness, illnesses telltale lesions. Fired shortly afterwards, Beckett resolves to sue for discrimination, teaming up with Joe Miller, played by Denzel Washington, the only lawyer willing to help. In court, they face one of his ex-employer's top litigators, Belinda uh, Conan. So that's Philadelphia. Do you think that describes it fairly well, Holly? Yeah, I mean, I... And we'll get into that more. That's why, yeah, so we'll get into that more. Yeah, I think so, that gives, yeah. like, the, the, like, the highlight, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the three months one, uh, there are two. And I'm picking the one that I thought was better. And again, we'll get into this too. Yeah. Caleb, a South Florida teen, loves his camera, his weed, and his grandmother. On the eve of his high school graduation, everything changes when he's exposed to HIV. While he waits uh, three months for his results, Caleb finds love in the most unlikely of places. Again, so... I, yeah, if okay. listeners don't get the idea what this is, <laughs> it's, 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 this is, we're going to be talking about the movie Three Months that's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Um, what we're doing, and so both of these involve HIV is what we're going with. And we, yeah. I thought it'd be a good idea to get a perspective from watching what, the first true movie that was seen nationwide in Philadelphia. There were a couple of movies before that, but this is the big one. Right. It grossed what four million dollars? Yeah, and oh, one well. and and um, oh, what's his name? Tom Hanks didn't he win an award? He oh he won best actor. Yeah, it wasn't Ac even... Academy Award for best actor. Yeah. And at the time when he did the role, it was uh, everybody considered him so brave to do it because yeah. he wouldn't. Um, who who you know nobody would want to play gay characters because they people thought, well, my God, are they gay? And um, so that was um, what, what, let's start with Philadelphia. Okay. What did you find surprising about Philadelphia? Let's start there. Um, okay. So for, okay, there's a couple of things and my mind just oh, went yeah. in a couple of different directions. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, I'll, I'll, t I'll touch on one that we'll follow up on later. One is I, Gosh, okay, so I have heard the film, I've heard the name Philadelphia, 
And to me, I thought, oh, this is one of those cult classics that I need to watch at some point, right? Nothing. I had no idea what it was. I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know Antonio Banderas was in it, Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, none of that. If I'd known that, I would have prioritized watching it. And I, so I didn't know that. I didn't know it was about AIDS or HIV or homosexuality or anything like that. Um, but I knew it was something that, you know, maybe I should watch at some point, but whatever, right? So when I watched three months and was talking to Gary about this, he was like, hey, the closest thing I could think of that would, that I, that this kind of rang true to me was Philadelphia. Have you watched it? I'm like, no. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> this is one of the things that I was going to, I was going to watch at some point. So I paid to, to watch it. It's on Amazon prime. It's like $4 and I watched it. And I believe my text message to Gary was what, I don't know, like F you or, or yeah, it was, it was so, it, yeah, you know, I get, yeah. I was and mad. I this, what the fuck? What? Yeah, <laughs> I was so mad. And I, I used all of the features available to me in the text uh, app on the Apple phone. And so I blew up his phone telling him just how this, uh, how unhappy I was. I was pissed because it was so emotionally moving. I knew some of the shit that happened with HIV and AIDS and the discrimination and how our government ignored it and how it was the gay cancer. And I understood all that, but you never really get to see a good, I hate to say it, but a good story that humanizes an illness, especially an illness like this, that was so demonized. And in a world where, we, where we're seeing a lot of that even more prevalent, where um, the LGBTQ, just if you're transgender, you're asexual, you're gay, you're lesbian, there's a lot of a lot more demonization that's happening in there and be you know false accusations and just shit like that and just lives being destroyed and i felt like this movie did a really good job just ever so slightly hinting to the discrimination that happens to members of uh our our, our black community um denzel washington faced discrimination and his character faced a little bit of that discrimination and was also at the same time himself discriminating against homosexuals. And I'm using terms that are in the, in the film. So I apologize if it's offending to anybody listening. And uh, just really, this film really addressed, in my opinion, the, the history behind HIV and AIDS and homophobia. It talked about uh, how, yeah, it was prevalent in the homosexual community, but there were also individuals who weren't homosexual and, and they got it through transfusion or some other contacts and how people try to justify their behaviors around around that particular nature and it's just it is it just it really pissed me off I, I i loved every single character even the ones that were assholes because they did such a great job capturing their assholery and the reality of that discrimination is in a suit and a powerful suit an influential suit and they're throwing their money and their name around to try to get around the fact that they were discriminating against another person for, for reasons of, you know, their own personal reasons. And it just, yeah, it just really got me. And it just, so, yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> uh, no, and I get it. So on the other side of it, what did you think of, of three months? Uh, so three months was just fucking cute. Not my age demographic, 
God, um, no, not no, even close. No. Not even close. Um, but it was cute and it was, it was lighthearted and, but yet it still talked, you know, it, it addressed the struggle, the, for the most part, not ubiquitously, but the most part of what uh, young gay individuals are going through, you know, in high school and that early, those early years, um, it doesn't really get into the di- discrimination. Grandma loves the shit out of him. Uh, mom, his mom, his biological mom discriminates against him because of his, his, uh, sexual orientation. Uh, can I still- say my, my hit, my moment of trivia, the, his mother on that show yeah. was actually in the series Transparent and played a person who came out as a lesbian. So I thought it was really oh my gosh, really I weird didn't know to that. see her playing this Orthodox <laughs> Jewish character. Oh my gosh. So, so that so was funny. <laughs> I had to just say that, yeah. Oh God, I love, I love theater and movie and acting. Ah, anyway, um, drastically different approach. It, it, you know, we really get to see the advancement of medical technology here we're able to detect early we, we have timetables we say okay here's here's something you know they have a they actually have medication now within 72 hours that if you think you might be exposed you could take and it has a high efficacy rate that never never dreamed of before they know no. that they can start doing tests and it'll take three months because you have to see what the antibodies are and then you do another you do that on sequential series to say, okay, you're 100% clear because everybody's immune system is different, but they, they understand that now. And so they know what to look for in the blood to know how to address it. And then even with that, people are able to uh, take certain medications to remain undetectable so that they're not passing it on to their loved ones and they're able to live a lot, a lot longer. And what's drastically different too is that we have... A, what is displayed as a a healthy um support group and 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 in pe- a safe place for people to learn about what it might be like if you had to live with aids if that ha- you know if you actually tr- turn out to be positive in that uh but providing those resources and you see family members of different age ranges and in in background and just love on this individual and as well as community members and so it's drastically different i will say i cried so fucking hard in philadelphia when tom hanks was talking to his his two brothers sister and his parents about going to court and he's like this is going to be hard you're going to hear some nasty things and if you don't want me to do this just let me know and every single one of them said we love you this is your life and it's not our decision or Which we I are have proud to say. of you and we support you in your decision and w- you need to fight. And I okay, cried, and I paused and cried. And remember, this is, this is, I mean, it's based on a true story. Yeah. So that did happen. And the thing about it is you have to, again, it's probably something that most people, unless you're my age, maybe a little younger, can truly understand the the balls it took him and his family to do that. Yeah. Where, because I can guarantee you, not just him, they were being ostracized. Yeah. They, they, there, there were people who would not even want to be around them because of, of afraid because their brother or their son was gay and had touched him that they were now exposed to AIDS and they could give it to them. Yeah. I mean, it's truly that bad where, and so then to, 
uh, juxtaposition it to this, um, to, to three months, where yeah. you see, and you still see the, the um, I was looking for S, no, not Esta, um, yeah, Esta, yeah. Esta, the, 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 who he has the little love, summer fling Love with. interest, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they don't, they never actually have true sex. No, but, um, they, they have intimate moments together. But they have intimate, I just want to make sure I understand that they were, this movie yeah. was very responsible. That's what I'm saying. So, but, um, and you saw that he didn't tell his family because he, he comes from India and he was not about to tell his family. Oh my God. I felt so and bad for him because that it what, is very true. India is. Just, I, yeah. I do um, want to go backwards. What I'm thinking about though. Yeah. Uh, what you were talking about before within 72 hours is the medication prep. So I yeah. want to make sure to get that out there so people know that it's, it's prep is what um, yeah. what we were talking about. So and it's it's um, it's a wonderful breakthrough because people are human and you want yeah. to, you know sometimes you don't do that. And what did happen is they made sure this this movie was very socially responsible. It did show that he was, it, you didn't see it, but it said he had sex with a Slavic guy and the condom broke. Yeah. And so that's, and the, and the Slavic guy who it was a one night stand would never see him again, uh, let him know what was going on, got a yes. hold of Caleb, the main character, to let him know what was going on. Yes. So again, all these things, I don't know how much has happened in real life, but. Hey, kudos, but it was, you know, but they, I, I appreciate the, the level of responsibility <laughs> yeah. that was portrayed yeah. in the movie as well. Is that be, because this, if you don't say something and and you know, there's a lot of implications with that too. Yeah. Um, so I I appreciated that as well. And, and I did. I learned stuff. I did not know. You find out at one point that that Caleb has gonorrhea because of being with with uh, with the Slavic guy. And he had to get a shot of penicillin. I did not know that, that could help exasperate the issue of of AIDS. I did not realize yeah. that, HIV that would, I did not know that was. See, I learned something. This old fucker learned something watching this. So I did learn stuff as it went along. Yeah. Um. So that was where again. Then on the other side of it, you're looking at uh, Philadelphia now from a lens from 30 years ago that. Uh, the so much misinformation that at the time they didn't know was considered fact. I mean, there there were talk shows where famous actors and actresses got on stage and were talking to hosts, saying that they would not kiss another person until they had a t AIDS test because they were because at the time people thought that's how you could get you could get AIDS through kissing. Sure, and I mean so. To go from there, where you had to, you had to um, use the only way that they knew for sure to get rid of to get rid of the AIDS was you had to douse everything in bleach after a person who had AIDS had been in a room. This is what they. This you is know, all the stuff that. You know, it's. Uh, I just had this thought, and I don't know if it's good for you. Uh, thank you. I don't know if it's appropriate. And I mean, forgive me if it if it if it isn't that when COVID first hit, we knew nothing. I was bleaching like diluted bleaching, right? Sanitizing my car handle, my 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 drive, my steering wheel, my groceries, all of that before it would go into the house. I you know I we didn't know anything, and I didn't want to bring anything home to my family, especially those who are immune compromised. 
And so I went the extra mile and I wasn't a prepper. I didn't buy like all the toilet paper and all the bleach and all that because you could also use vinegar diluted properly as well. But I, I did, I washed all that stuff down. And then as we learned more and as our, our government learned more and shared that information with us, because uh, that's how science works, um, I was able to relax those things. And now you still have to be somewhat conscious. I mean, there are people who are sneezing into their hands and then touching your groceries and that still can transmit something to your family. But I'm still, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a whole freaking setup in my garage anymore. I'm not doing that anymore because we learned a lot more. And I can see when at, during the time with AIDS, when we were as a government ignoring this, this particular disease and, and treating it as like, oh, well, it's the homosexuals fault. It's their cancer. It's their own thing. Attitude and just completely ignoring it allowed you know, that, that extremism to happen because we didn't have the information. We were, we didn't study it for years. We made a lot of assumptions, but we made, we didn't do anything to make it better well, or understand it. And that's, and, and you're, you're exactly right there, Holly, where it was something that, that um, Reagan, even when um, Rock Hudson, who was the first well-known, I mean, world famous actor, uh, it was found that he had AIDS. They, um, who had been friends, he had been friends with Nancy and Ron Reagan back when they were both in Hollywood. And at the time, the only place you could really get what they, they thought at the time was any kind of true treatment was in, in uh, France. And they begged him to, uh, to get, to talk to the people in, in France to take him, to take Rock Hudson, even though they thought he was too far gone. Mm. Um, and they refused. Supposedly his friends, they refused because it was a it was a gay thing. Now then yeah. later on when Reagan uh, developed Alzheimer's, all of a sudden they were very up for stem cell research all of a sudden because it affected them personally. Right. right. So it's that same kind of thing where um, it all boils down to Reagan and and Jerry Falwell uh, and Billy Graham and all them who who truly stopped stopped a nation by making sure to blame one group that wasn't well understood that you that people didn't know to make sure that that things were not learned and it it was the only way that it finally started coming better was people that um, like uh, Tom Hanks in, in Philadelphia, which really, that really made a big difference. All of a sudden people could see a character who was sympathetic and not some homicidal maniac. He was a sympathetic guy. The scene where he was, um, whole, I mean, sick, you see he's sick and he's holding the baby. And they mm -hmm. said, and the mother said, are you okay holding him? Oh no, let him stay here. Yeah. And it was, and that, you know, the significance of them being showing that was mm -hmm. huge because at the time people were afraid to hold babies. And this is stuff when it was already known, but people were so, because nobody was helping promote this, they were, people were afraid to hold babies who had HIV because they were afraid they were going to get it. P people abandoned their babies because of this. Then nobody would. They they literally had to beg people to come just hold this baby. 
and to show and so the guts that the entire team had to do this movie yeah and to do those little things which we don't you know you don't think about now but to show him holding a baby yeah having his family when he's in bed dying at the end come and give him kisses yeah this is all stuff that people were scared to death to do this because they did not want to learn yep and that ignorance causes so much harm not only to the people that you're discriminating against but just to the generation of people that follow so i just wow i just the film and then you move it to this i'm sorry then you move it to this new movie uh three months which and i mean what i'm saying here now is is it's like almost like if hallmark did a a movie about about a gay romance and aids you know it's a very actually yeah i mean and so it it was a very sweet movie that didn't it showed them you know being open and honest and um there was a bit of a struggle about that open and honest with like he did not want to tell grandma and that but not because no. of what it was but because no. he felt like bur- he already felt like he was a burden because his dad had died and so he felt like a, he was a burden to begin with oh and for the old folks out there i doubt even this made a difference to holly but his grandma is played by ellen bernstein who is an amazing oh my God, amazing american actress and lewis gossett jr played her boyfriend who has, was his step-grandfather. Yes. Um, and oh, God, he was fabulous. So it's funny. In this movie, I was like going, I could tell how old I'm getting because I wanted to see more of them. That's who yes. I was. More, you know? So yes. I was like, I, 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 I'm not <laughs> as old as you, but I felt, I'm like, oh, my God. These, I would love just to see a spinoff on them. Yeah, they were just so, so freaking adorable together. Um, And so this, this movie, it was so sweet mm-hmm. um it did it talked about his fears but his fears of telling his grandmother this because he again like i said he wanted to put more burden on her mm-hmm. he did keep this he was he and it showed him being scared yeah um yeah. it showed his uh it showed esta being scared too who was also had contracted he had a, he he could have contracted hiv so he's going through the same process they meet in a support group yeah. um and he and they really show the different sides of the experience on that culturally uh, for him he was scared straight his entire he and was that's done, just it. you know yeah. the contemplation of self-harm as a result of potentially being positive it was just i felt i felt bad because i i know that in, in other cultures you know even here in the united states we have that too um but i i know just from friends who have talked about it that that is a, a real reality for them too and it's i felt really bad and and for me like i did not go through the aids crises like you i you have some experience in that area i yeah i didn't have that you know we had the knowledge of it in school because we were taught about some sexual transmitted diseases because that's what education is anyway Sorry, that just need to slam Florida a little Whoa. bit. Um, and, and so I would, I've never had that fear. We always talked yeah. about what safe sex should be, and that's heterosexual or homosexual. There are safe practices that you should be, be you know, doing anyway. 
So it was interesting to see two different sides of that. It's just uh, something that um, there is a certain age group of us who right about my age, a little older than me to about 10 years younger than me, that it is always, whenever you get to that point uh, with a new person that you're about ready to have, you know, you're getting that intimate part and having sex, it's, it just, it's on your mind. You, you cannot not think about it. There's just, that's something that it, again, it, it, the, it, the, the gay cancer came out right as I was having my sexual awakening. So it put mm. me in the closet for years because of the time that's how you, you got AIDS if you're gay. Um, so it's something that uh, such, a, and I just, I love the fact of the different time between the two movies that mm-hmm. shows where we've come. I will say that again, and please listeners understand, it's coming from somebody who is way too old for who this was, who, who was focused on. I really, didn't enjoy the movie. I enjoyed watching. I, I enjoyed seeing what they were trying to do. I enjoyed where they they correlated <coughs> the second season of The Real World, which had Pedro, who was the first out gay oh, character, yeah, yeah, on on television. Uh, and that was I remember he was huge in the news, and it's very sad when he did pass. Um, I enjoyed that. They did. They really made it very educational. I, I yeah. give them a lot of credit. They, yeah. they made a really good, entertaining, educational film. And it was more than that. Yeah. yeah. And I, it wasn't my demographic, but I did enjoy it. Um, I, I, I do appreciate how hard they worked on making sure they had uh, a good melting pot of sexual preferences and ethnicities oh. in mm-hmm. it. Um, it kind of felt, again, coming from, you know, a white older male, it felt a little forced sometimes, I'm not going to lie, but I so appreciated the attempt they made. So don't, you know, don't get me wrong with anything. No, that's that. fair. Uh, that's fair. Um, this was the, this is the first, uh, movie that Jared Fiedler had done. Uh-huh. Uh, it, so it's his directorial debut. So for his first movie, I mean, that's not. It's not bad. You ended up on our podcast. Good job, Jared. High five. Yeah, it was because we had somebody talking to us about it. I can't remember who it was. It was one of, anyway, but anyway. Um, and I know you talked about it, but I thought you heard from, from one of your, from one of your followers or something. But anyway. Yeah, it was one of our, one of our listeners okay. may, uh, just happened to mention it in passing, just yeah. ever so slightly. It was like, oh yeah, I just watched this movie. It, like just kind of passing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check it out. Um, you know, it's, that's, it, I appreciate that. I love that our listeners engage with us. Um, so I, I got to watch something new and something old. I appreciate that. I, I did love, I will say, I love the scene. It shows promise from the director, the scene where Caleb tells his mom that he was exposed to HIV while he's holding, while he is holding his brother who he found out his mom just had. Oh my God. Um, and her oh. literally almost yanking the baby away from him. That was yeah. Oh. So that was a. It was a. Um, it was that was a good scene mainly because the mom is just an amazing actress. She's a so, actress. Um, <laughs> so, I there are some weird plot points I didn't know until the very end of the movie that Dara had want his best friend who also has to be a lesbian who also has to be Asian, that uh, that 
that she wanted to be a chef. I had missed that till the very, very end of the movie, which was interesting. I don't know if somehow it had missed it before then, but finding out that. Um, I did, oh, I wanted to ask you, Holly. Yeah. I, did, I, I honestly couldn't tell if they were joking about it or not. Is there, I mean, because in gay culture, there is usually a person who wants to be a top and a bottom. Is there that thing in lesbian culture that I just don't know about? That, that was something I wanted to ask. <laughs> Oh gosh! Because um, she said that, you know. She, you know he's, yeah. She goes, yeah. There was a yeah. There was that joke. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if it was being serious or. If okay, it was, I'll you know. answer the question, and I have a question for you too. I want you, I'm so going to ask it so you can think about it. So I was um, I was out at a um, triple door in Seattle for a male strip show. My mom uh-huh. her 60th birthday. Well, um, shit. It was a theater production. I would have made it there. It was amazing. <laughs> You make it for that, but not my birth. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> so this this guy next that was sitting next to us, a gay man, he said that every gay man has has a queen, a, a celebrity queen that they identify with, and he's like, mine is Britney Spears, and I'm like, Britney isn't gay. That's not what he meant. He just no, meant that not. there was there are you know people that are are champions like Gloria Steinem that were like yeah. yeah these are these are our these are our champions right uh, uh-huh. that gay men apparently bond with and he goes yeah there's this whole thing like this equation or I don't know star astral astrological sign that aligns you with your your queen. And I was okay, so I have my question is is that a thing like do do gig gay guys have a queen and i want to know if that's true so to answer your question on whether or not uh in the lesbian world do we have do we have the conversation about top and bottom and the truthful answer is i honestly don't know but i wouldn't be surprised i just never heard that i've never i've i've heard i mean i've been when i first came out when i was 27 uh, people told me that I was a lit, I was a lipstick lesbian or a butch lesbian or oh, yeah, I've heard those whatever, before. right? They give me these titles, but nobody's ever, you know, as a young human, ever said, oh well, are you the top or are you the bottom? It's always been asked, are do you wear the pants? Well, and I thought that they were kind of joking around with it, but I just I didn't know. Yeah, so, so I think with the with for me because there's a generational gap in this movie between my yeah. myself and them. For me, it was who wears the pants. Yeah. And that implies to me, you must be the top, right? Because you're the man and you're on top, which I call bullshit on that too. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I think maybe that's an extension of that that thought process of top and bottom. And I thought that little conversation was super cute because he turns to her and goes, oh, you're definitely top. And she's like, she smiles proudly, like, I am, aren't I? Like, just super cute. Um, I see. So I I can definitely see that being true, especially with our younger, younger humans. So I don't know. It, what about you? Um. So the answer I have for your question is very convoluted. So there are <laughs> Do we have there, time. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of. Um, usually, it's easier for a gay man, especially when they're younger before they truly come out to identify with a strong woman. So usually it's a woman who's a little older than they are because women just overall are just more accepting than men about, about 
being different, being queer. And so um, a lot of them do. I really, I mean, there's women that I've, I respect a lot of entertainers, but I, I don't have one in particular that I think, you know, that I just, I'm strong, strongly, you know, that that's who I would say is like my Britney Spears or the big ones like Judy Garland or, or yeah. one of those or right. Barbara Streisand. And I've never really been like, uh, for me, I've truly have more, it's been where I really looked up to, um, Elton John, um, Freddie Mercury. So those are, um, again, those are more people that I did. I, I guess the closest one I would have would be um, from, and it's from TV, surprise, surprise, but is Catherine Hellman, who was in Who's the Boss and who was in the series Soap. Very uh, wonderful uh, lady who seemed wonderful anyway, and uh, she was very ball-breaking, and I, I always had a lot of respect for her as an actress. But uh, so I think a lot of a lot of gay men do that. I know it's not every not every not every gay man because Dean doesn't either. So um, okay. he he used to really. I love the fact that he used to. Um, he always used to want to sit down and have a beer with Kirstie Alley. And now I can't stand her. And I go, oh, see, Shelly Long was a better one than anyone here. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that's a very convoluted answer that I don't think so. No, I know a lot of, a lot of gay men do identify with women as strong women because usually they're the ones who are the first who are accepting of them and are usually the ones who are just more accepting. Okay. And listeners, for either one of our, our questions we asked, if any of you have a better answer than the, the shit we just came up with. It doesn't have to be better. Please. Just, I'd love to hear from you. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to bet it's, what I mean by that is we both of us had kind of weird, fucked up answers. So we would love to hear from you in our Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or our email any of those would be great ways to get a hold of us. Let us know uh, what your thought is if lesbians can be a top or bottom, or if if gay men have their their celebrity queen. Friend. Yeah, their celebrity queen. Let us know. Um, I will say, I know, like uh, one of one of our listeners is he's really big, and I couldn't tell you which one, but like uh, the drag race people he's like huge with with drag queens so that's oh, something he's really there um, all right um, but uh so you know i don't know so yeah answer those questions for us and we'll bring them up on on air is when we get some good ones from that we will certainly bring them up we would love to get your viewpoints on that yeah for sure so I think that's all we have, isn't it, Hall? Is unless there's something you want to add to everything? You know what I want to add right here. Let me just drop this for you. Hey, listeners. Yeah, you no, you come a little bit closer. I love you guys, and I'm so sorry that we were gone for the last two weeks. Thank you for being patient with us. We're here for you. Hit us up on the social media so we can love on you some more. And until next time, be well. And be queer, you wonderful, fabulous motherfuckers. <laughs> I do miss that. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Holly. I miss you too, Gary. <laughs> Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on 
Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. At Queernundrum Podcast. And email us at Queernundrum at Queernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer. <laughs>